morning, everybody. Well, it's good to see you in the house of worship, and the rain is falling down, and it looks like we're in for a pretty rainy day today. But it's so good to see you here in the house of worship, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will fall down upon us like gentle rain. Is that your prayer today? Holy Spirit, come and, and uh, touch us with your sweet presence today. It is really good to see all of you. We've been closed here at Shades of Grace for the past week, something we rarely ever do, but our doors have been locked and our volunteers and employees have had a complete week off. But we have a whole lot to make up for. And I, I looked over here and we have 19 messages on our phone that we'll be needing to sort through sometime on Monday. But we're still closed until Monday, other than our worship today. So if you have an emergency, please let it wait until Monday, okay? Or call 911. <laughs> okay, now guess what? We've had a little bit of fun. I'm so glad to see our friend Nikki back with us today. Uh, give the Lord thanks for that. We know um, back a couple of months ago, she spent about, was it 30 days, almost 30 days? 30 days in the hospital. And so we're glad that she's able to be back in worship with us today. It's good to see all of you. I took a trip in Adam's limousine last Saturday. Did y'all see the big stretch limo parked up the street? Um, he had that reserved for me because he heard I was going on vacation. But he only drove me from up there, Bubba's, to here, to the door. And then I had to find my own transportation. <laughs> but Steve and I both got in there and took about a... A hundred foot ride, I guess, in the limo. And by the time the back got to the front, we stopped. But that was a first for uh, Steve and myself, but we had a good time. But see, uh, I like to enjoy life and have fun, don't you? And find the joy in living along the way. But it is really good to bless the name of the Lord today. We've got some prayer requests. And uh, we'd like to welcome all of you that are joining us by means of social media. This will be shown on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock and also on YouTube. And we have actually between two and 3,000 people every week who views our virtual services on Sunday. Sometimes we exceed 3,000. And so wherever you are today, we welcome you to Shades of Grace service in Kingsport, Tennessee. Please be typing in your prayer request as the service gets underway and we will be able to remember those during the week. I would like for you today to remember these requests that have been called in in the last few days and that would be for AC and Jeff, for Dan Galloway, Tracy Kearney who is always here on Saturday called us a few minutes ago and her dad is on his way to the emergency room. I believe it was with heart pain, is that right? Jimmy with some heart problems. So uh, please remember Mark, who is in the VA Medical Center at this time, uh, and we pray for Mark's complete healing and blessing. Uh, we pray for Sharon Duckery's niece, Tracy, and for her grandson, Adam, and also another special prayer request. I received a call last night for a family of a lady who committed suicide and we ask you to remember that family. I do not have a complete name. And I do ask you to pray for all of those who are homeless, addicted, and depressed. And please note that there is fentanyl in the streets, and people we know have been uh, getting a hold of that stuff, and it's deadly. So please, please um, seek help, pray, ask God to be with you and get into recovery, do whatever we have to do to be healed from these terrible afflictions and plagues that are in our world. And if you need help with that in any way, please give us a call here. If it's an emergency, I told you to call 911, but you know you can always call me, right? I said that tongue-in-cheek, but if you're in an emergency, you can always call. Uh, but uh, let's just remember to pray for one another at all times and in all places. And by the lifting of your hand, do you have a need that you would like to have added to our list today? Remembering that God already knows the end from the beginning. He knows all about it. So let us pray together the prayer that Jesus 
taught the disciples to pray. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, I'm going to begin by singing just a little chorus today, and then we're going to turn the music over to Landon and uh, those guys and girls who will be helping him today. And we look forward to our time of worship. But this is just a little song that I have today for my testimony. And it's a melody, or a medley, I should say, of the blend of I will serve thee and something beautiful. So if you know it, hum along with me or even sing the words, okay? I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to same page. Welcome, Miss D. Are you glad to see Miss D today? Thank you for what you do. All right. And Jeff and Quinn, Landon and Tim are back. So give them a hand clap of praise as they come to share with us worship time.
Something people say Till it brought me to my knees Those words in John 3:16. Forgive me even then Who would pay that kind of price I've seen what mercy does He found me where I was And he gave his life for mine For God so loved the world he gave Gave his only son away Way to save a wretch like me Me, the one who needed grace Grace to cover every stain Stains that he no longer sees It's amazing to believe That God so loved the world means he all my shame it's the very reason Jesus came for God so loved the world he gave he gave his only son away a way to save a wretch like me for God so loved the world he gave gave his only son away a way to save God so loved the world, we see even 
for a brand new morning. Packing my bags for a heavenly journey. I can't wait to be there. Oh, I can't wait to be there. Well, I'm getting ready for a new day dawning. I'm getting ready for a brand new morning. Packing my bags for a heavenly journey. I can't wait to be there. Oh, I can't wait to be there. I'm gonna sit the crystal river dangle my feet in the cool clear blue i'm gonna sing with the saints and angels i'm gonna be there how about you well i'm getting ready for a new day dawning i'm getting ready for a brand new morning packing my bags for a heavenly journey i can't wait to be there no i can't wait to be there And loved ones, some already have gone before Hand in hand, they're touring that city Then we'll kneel at the feet of our Lord Well, I'm getting ready for a new day dawning I'm getting ready for a brand new morn Packing my bags for a heavenly journey I can't wait to be there No, I can't wait to be there I can't wait to be some more music. How about you all? <laughs> I, th I thought they were going on a little bit. Okay. I love the singing. I love the music. And I love the reading of the scriptures. I love the prayers. I love the testimonies. I love everything we do in worship. And I want you to know that whatever you do in worship, if it's to praise the Lord or in these chairs, it's a lot more comfortable to rock a little bit, isn't it? We can rock and roll. You know how you rock and roll in church? Make sure your foot is on the rock and your name is on the roll, right? And, uh, but uh, we, we're enjoying our new chairs at Shades of Grace. And if you're not enjoying yours, that's your own fault, okay? So just, just make yourself at home today. We're glad you're here. I want to read some scriptures today from the Gospel of Luke that we've been following for some weeks now as we uh, are studying some of the sermons of Jesus and stories that come from the ministry of Jesus. And so the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. Now, let me just say something there. Did you know that in the days of the Bible, the tax collectors had one of the very worst reputations? It'd be like the IRS knocking on your door every day, you know, demanding payment or an audit or that kind of thing. They were people who were not liked and they were despised in many ways. And so notice how the writer says the tax collectors and the sinners so he's actually putting the tax collectors in a worse category than the regular sinners. That's kind of how this starts off. So it's talking to some pretty rough situations. But the Pharisees, who were the religious teachers and the leaders of the law, muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Now, how many of you remember what a parable is? Do you remember that? A parable is a story that Jesus told with a physical application, but describing something that's spiritual and eternal, okay? So he's using everyday things to tell about what the kingdom of God is like. And so Jesus said, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. 
doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go out after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully, everybody say joyfully, puts it on his shoulders and carries it back home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. Now somebody said it might seem kind of insignificant to the world for Jesus to leave 99 safely in the fold and go out and find one until you realize you are the one. And the songs they sang today talk about that. Jesus loves even me. We may feel like we're the worst sheep in the fold. Sometimes we may even feel like we're a goat, kind of mixed in with the sheep. Anybody ever been there and felt that way and done that? But God loves us all, and God comes seeking and saving whatever's lost. That's the theme of this passage today and our message, and that is lostness. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. And then he says, suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one of them. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is more rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then he continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate, or give me my inheritance, that which lies to me. And he divided his property between the two of them. And not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a far country, and there he wasted all of his wealth and while living, he wasted it, he squandered it. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in want or in need. And he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed swine or pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the husk that the pigs were eating, but no one gave to him anything. When he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out, and I'll go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned and against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, make me like one of your hired servants. Has anybody ever felt that way with the Lord? Maybe just thought, Lord, I'm really not worthy of your love and your mercy and your grace. You see, in the parable that Jesus is teaching or telling the people, the father, the good father of the two sons represents our heavenly father, okay, who has unconditional love for all his children. While he was yet a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion and ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Hurry, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine who was dead is now alive. He was lost and is found. 
So they all began to make merry. They began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was out in the field, and when he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. And he called one of his servants and asked, what in the world is going on? Well, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back home safe and sound. And the old, older brother became angry and refused to go in. And his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been working for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. My son, the father said, you're always with me, and everything I have already belongs to you. It's already yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is the reading of the Scriptures today from the Gospel of Luke. And how many of you know that Jesus is the living Word? These are the words of the living God, Jesus Christ. The same yesterday today and forever, who loves us yesterday, today and forever, and His mercy endures forever. And so the theme of the message today is lost, lost, and lost. The coin was lost, the sheep was lost, and the boy was lost. But in the story of the prodigal son that I read, in some real way, both of the sons had lost their way, right? The older son had lost his way while never leaving home because he was not walking in unconditional love and surrender to his father and his father's will. You know, here in Shades of Grace, we minister to so many, many people. And over the last eight and now eight years and a few months that we have been at Shades of Grace, we've met countless, probably thousands of people who make their way to these doors, always looking for direction, for hope, and many times have lost their way. And I'm thinking of a young man whom I've not seen for quite a few months now, and um, he's normally on the streets. He's limited in many, many ways. But back before the pandemic, this was three or four years ago, and this young man is in his 20s, I guess, and he can't read. We give him his mail, and He'll ask us to please tell him what it means. He's very limited in lots of ways. But he asked to use the phone one day over here, and I couldn't help but overhear as he dialed the number to his father's house. And I heard him ask the words, Daddy, it's me, and he calls his name, Daddy, it's me. And a few moments of conversation, he said, Daddy, can I come home? And in just a moment or two, the young man's countenance fell and he took the phone and placed it back on the hook and said, thank you for letting me use the phone. And I didn't have to read between the lines to understand that the young man's father had said, no, son, you can't come home. But in dealing with our Heavenly Father and in the kingdom of God, our Heavenly Father is exactly the opposite. Our Heavenly Father is always calling us home. No matter how far we have gone in life, how far away from God we have traveled, our Heavenly Father always is like the Father in the story today who is always watching and always looking for that day when His wayward Son might return. Now, I'm a United Methodist minister, and this is a United Methodist Congregation, although we are people of faith of all denominations, we are a community church, and we simply believe the gospel of Christ. But in the United Methodist tradition, it speaks a lot about grace, and it talks about um, one of the things uh, of grace is prevenient grace. I don't know if that's uh, something new to some of you, but the word prevenient means God is always going before. God is always ahead of us. How many of you know that God will never lead us anywhere 
that God himself has not already gone and always is. You cannot worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is already there with God and God is. We can never say of the Lord, God was, but we always say God is. God is forever the present God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God loves us. I want you to know that if you forget everything else that I talk about here today is that God loves you. God loves you right where you are. You see, the father never stopped loving the prodigal son, even though he was in the far country, right? The young man stopped loving himself at one point. You know, when he left home, everything was great and he had money in his pocket and uh, everything seemed fine. But have you ever heard that old song, rainy days and Mondays always get me down? Well, sometimes those rainy days and Mondays come into our lives and all of a sudden we realize that we can't make this journey by ourselves. How many of you know that not one of us lives to ourselves? Now you may feel very lonely. You may feel very lost in the world. You may feel like nobody else understands or nobody else would possibly want to journey with you. But always know that God is with us and we are a connectional church. We are a connectional um, community, which means you belong to me and I belong to you. We all belong to one another. We're members of Christ's body. And everybody look at, look at your hand for a minute and you see your fingers and, well, if you're wearing sandals, you can look at your toes. Um, you can look at your neighbor. We, we can just realize that every part of our body is connected to the rest of our body. Now, there's an old story in the book of Ezekiel, and it's really, I'm taking that out of context, but uh, because it's speaking about the nation of Israel and the people uh, being brought back into the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of God. But we used to sing that old song and the foot bone connected to the ankle bone and the ankle bone connected to the shin bone and the shin bone connected to the knee bone. Remember that? Everything's connected. That's what I'm trying to say today. We are all connected. But when one of us suffers, we all suffer. We should feel that, right? We should all understand that suffering of one another, okay? So when you're down and out, then I should be there to lift you up. And when I'm down and out, you can be there to pick me up. And we should be mindful of one another, that we are to help one another in our journey of life. So the story of the wandering sheep, we read about that in the Old Testament, especially in the book of Isaiah, but throughout the Psalms and most of the Old Testament scriptures because the Bible is written and held um, in esteem in the, first of all, the old country of the Middle East where uh, sheeps, sheep, sheep, is that right? Sheep, <laughs> uh, sheep were uh, very important. It was through the shepherding that many people made a livelihood, that they kept the sheep for the wool and for the meat and for everything that was involved in shepherding. But uh, the Bible says in Isaiah 53 and 6 that every one of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have each one turned to his own way. That's why I sang that little song before I began my message as we began the service today, that uh, before Jesus found me, the song says I was nothing, but uh, it really, with the way I look at it, I would say I feel like I was nothing because in the eyes of God, I was certainly worth loving. And anything that God loves, we cannot say is useless or worthless. God loves us, but when we're down to the bottom of the pit and we feel like that there's nothing lovable about us and when we feel like that, you know, we are as far away as we can go, and that we don't even like ourselves anymore, God loves us. And that's kind of the story that we're reading here today, is that God loves us no matter where we are in life. And in, even in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9, uh, we read about Jesus 
who looked upon the multitudes of people one day. And he was moved with compassion. You know why? Because it says he looked upon the people as though they were scattered like sheep who did not have a shepherd. Do you sometimes feel like that you're just a wandering sheep and you've lost your way? But let me tell you, Jesus is the good shepherd of our soul. And that's why we can read that 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, I've already told you that the tax collectors were looked down upon in the days of the Bible. So were the shepherds. They were on the lower end of the economic system. They were, when you couldn't get a job doing anything else, you could usually get a job being a shepherd. That was just the way life was. And they were looked down upon as people that weren't necessarily as important or as valued as other people in society. Have you noticed here how God is using the people, the things, the idea that little is much when God is in it? It's not what the world says is valuable. It's not what the world says is important, but it's God who says, I love you. I love you. I love you. Don't ever forget that. God loves you today. You are valuable. You are important. And God's heart is moved with compassion when God realizes sometimes the mess that we're in in life. Anybody ever been there, done that? Have you ever got in a mess and didn't know how to get out? You fall in a deep pit and you just feel like I don't know where to go from here. But God says throughout the scriptures, through the prophets and through the apostles and through the disciples, I love you. I love you, and I'm constantly calling you and welcoming you back into the family, back into the fold. How many of you ever feel like that you're making a little bit of progress and making about three steps forward, and then the next thing you know, something happens, and you fall back, and you feel like now I'm four steps behind, and so now I'm really farther behind than I was before I called up. Does that make sense? That was kind of like riding in Adam's limousine last week. Steve was in the front seat. I was in the back seat. Steve got there before I did. And we both got in at the same time. Right? I, I get these strange analogies. I get these strange stories sometimes. We celebrated Linda Archer's life last night. Some of you were there. What a glorious celebration. And... Uh, uh, Linda was a longtime member here at Shades of Grace. She used to be the very first face you would see when you came here to worship, and she will be missed so very much. But I was sitting there waiting to speak. I think Landon was singing, maybe Oscar was singing, and they had her picture sitting there in front of us with the urn and the flowers, and there was her smiling face, as I remember her so often. And the thought came to me, she saw the queen. <laughs> So when I got up, I told the people, she did something that we didn't get to do yet. She got to meet the queen. But there one thing happens in order for you to get to meet the queen, what is it? You gotta die first, right? <laughs> you know, a Sunday school teacher was teaching a group of kids in Sunday school. Don't you just love the kids and their childlike faith? And they were talking about all the good things about the kingdom of God and uh, the teacher said, now, what's the first thing you got to do in order to get to heaven? And, of course, she was talking about trusting Jesus and loving one another and all this. And one little boy raised his head and said, well, first you got to die. <laughs> and that's not always uh, where we want to um, be in life. But, you know, regardless of where we are, God loves us. And I imagine that that lost sheep, if sheep could talk, when the sheep was lost, he probably thought, I'm vulnerable. I don't know much about sheep. Um, I asked a man that when I first moved here into this area a number of years ago uh, into Scott County, Virginia, and I pastored there for 10 years, and I asked a gentleman who owned a farm one day, do you know very much about sheep? Because I was trying to learn a little bit more about the Bible so I could preach a little bit better. And on that Easter Sunday, I carried a baby lamb in my arms. Bill Peters, you were there, weren't you? 
He was there. He remembers that. And I carried this little baby lamb around the sanctuary, and I wore my robe, and I just walked up and down, and the little lamb finally went to sleep in my arms. And I thought about the little, but I was trying to learn more about the sheep. And the answer that the farmer gave me was not what I was looking for. It didn't help me in my preaching very much because he said, I know enough about them to stay away from them <laughs> and not to have anything to do with them. I'll stick with the cows, okay? So he said, sheep are very obstinate. Uh, they'll decide to go their own way, you know? Isn't that what we just read? Each one has, like the sheep, gone astray. You know, they decide we're going to, you know, the shepherd says over here's the best water, over here's the best grass, and the old wayward sheep says, I believe I'll go that way. Have you ever done that? You ever thought, ah, you know, the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right to a person, but what is the rest of that story? Does anybody know? But the end thereof is the way of death. See, we can go our own way in life, but Jesus is the way. We have to go God's way. We have to follow Jesus. We have to have our lives hidden with God in Jesus Christ so that when the world looks at us, they see Jesus. They hear Jesus. That's one reason we closed down and took a week off this past week and locked our doors and, and we're just, all of us just got away to get away and to be apart for a little while. We have to get apart before we come apart. And I was almost at the point of falling apart. I mean, I just have to say, Lord, help us all. And I knew that if I was feeling that way, then Jimmy and Steve and all the rest of us here, uh, all the other volunteers who come and go, had to be feeling the same way. And so uh, the problem is, when we go away, do we lose our way? Or do we get closer to God? You see, the prodigal son in the scripture today, he went away. He wasn't thinking about the father because he had everything he needed. He had the money. He had the friends. How many of you know that when you have money, the friends never leave you alone, right? If they think you got a little bit of cash, they'll follow you like a puppy dog all the way to the store, right? That's just the way life is. Be aware of that. But money does not solve all of our problems. Money sometimes creates a lot of problems for people because we begin to put our treasures in the wrong place. And the Bible says wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. And wherever your heart is, the Bible says if you're not careful, uh, we look inside our own heart, it's deceitfully wicked. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of good sometimes that comes out of a carnal mind and a carnal heart. And you know, out of the abundance of that heart, we speak. And when I find myself speaking unkind or without compassion or, you know, with less hope than I need, then I say, Lord, it's time for me to zip my mouth, be quiet for a soft answer, turns away wrath. Has anybody else ever been there? Do you understand that? Because from the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks. And we, that's a good thermometer. It's a good gauge for our own spirituality. And so we have to get away and get away from it all sometimes. The young man got away from it all, but pretty soon it was all, got, it all got away from him, right? You ever thought about that? And this was a Jewish story. Jesus is a Jewish rabbi. He's writing primarily to a Jewish congregation, these disciples in that day. But remember, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. So to all who received him, he became and gave them power to become the children of God. And it's a story that is applicable in all of our situations. But this young man was a Jewish young man, and he was sent to feed the pigs. And you might know that was one of the things that the people of that day did not um, eat. Uh, the, it was in the law of Moses. You know, you don't eat certain things. You have to be kosher and all of that. They were very strict about the laws, the dietary laws and the social laws of the Old Testament. And so this young man ended up in the worst place that he probably could have ended up in the place he never thought he would be. 
How many of us sometimes wind up lost in a place that we never thought we would be in life? Have you been there? Have you done that? Let me tell you, Jesus is the way back home. Jesus is the way. He loves you. He cares about you. No matter how lost you may feel, no matter how lonely you may get. You know, this week, as I went away, I drove into the Midwestern states and I spent some time with my friend, Miss Rose, who has been here, by the way. She'll be 103 in November, November 6th. And if you'd like her address to send her a card, she would welcome that. But I went to visit her and um, the first thing she told me, she lives alone. She still housekeeps at 103. Her mind is clearer than my own. She remembered things I had already forgotten and just had a couple of books lying on her stand beside the sofa, was reading when I got there. Uh, she does knitting and sewing and tapestries. And uh, she said, now, if you'd come tomorrow, you would have missed me because I go baby shopping on Thursdays. And I had to find out about that, you know. And she said, well, I go with my friends. Uh, we have a club where we uh, buy baby clothes and buy baby items and share them in the community and all that at 103. But one of the first things she said to me is, Pastor Will, I don't get lonesome. I don't get lonely. I'm, I live alone, but I don't feel lonely. Why? Because she has learned after all these years that the Good Shepherd is with her wherever she is. And you need to know that no matter where you are, in life. You that may be viewing this, we have people in foreign countries who watch Shades of Grace on Sunday afternoons and throughout the week. Our messages are all cataloged where anyone can go back from anywhere, wherever there is an internet and look at these services for years that we've done here at Shades of Grace. And maybe you're there today. Maybe you're feeling alone. Maybe you somehow have lost your way in life. I want you to know that Jesus is the way back home. Just go back home. You know, I was traveling this week and I saw the Motel 6 sign along the way and there's a slogan for Motel 6. Do you remember what it said? Yeah, y'all know that. Some of y'all stayed there, didn't you? It says, come on in, we'll leave. we left the light on for you. We'll leave the light on for you. But then I did a little more research, and do you know why they called it Motel 6? This is going to tell you how old some of us are. When it first opened, you could stay there for $6. Hasn't times changed? <laughs> Man, we could go on a, a big vacation for that, couldn't we? But no matter how far you go in life, know that God leaves the light on for you. How many of you saw the full moon this morning? Not, not here we didn't because it was raining, it was cloudy. But how many of you saw it last night as it was coming up before the clouds moved in? And we had a full moon. I think it's the harvest moon. I'm not sure if that's it, but you can correct me. But it, it's one of those moons. And the Lord loved us enough that he left the light on for us. Y'all thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? But he blesses us every day. God leaves the light on for us every day. He leaves it on by day, and he leaves it on by night. Isn't God a good God? God loves us. No matter how lost we might feel, God cares for us. He goes seeking and searching for the lost sheep. The woman went searching for her coins that had been lost. And how many of you, uh, I make it a habit, if I'm walking through a parking lot, um, maybe if i am got time on my hands, I'll park all the way at the far end of the parking lot of one of the stores where there's not a lot of traffic. And then if the sun is shining just right, if you're walking a certain direction, you can always scan and you can train your eyes to see those coins that are glistening. Anybody ever do that? Some of you shaking your head. And when I see a penny, I stop and pick it up. How many times do we stumble over pennies while we're looking for nickels, right? So if we're faithful in the small things, God will bless us in more things. And one day, 
I was in the edge of Walmart, way over in the bushes where the wind had been blowing all the leaves. There was a $20 bill folded up. And there wasn't anybody around, and I figured the next guy's going to get it if I don't. Amen. It was, hey, it was free. The Lord put it there. <laughs> okay, are y'all having fun yet today? We lose our way in life, but God loves us. God cares about us. God cares about you. Don't forget it. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, anything like that. It doesn't matter. God says, come, come to me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, you that are troubled, you that are burdened down with cares of life. You got, as Mikey says, frustrations in life. Whatever your problem is, just come to Jesus and begin walking with him. Don't invite Jesus to walk with you, but how about you allow yourself to walk with him and you may end up on a whole different path, right? Because the good shepherd knows best. I'm thankful that Jesus doesn't follow me everywhere I go in life, but literally he does. I would say I'm thankful that Jesus doesn't hear every conversation that I have because sometimes those words are less than pure. But you know what? He's already there. He already hears it. The Bible says he knows the very words we're going to speak even before we speak them. How can he do that? Because he sees what's in the heart. He knows what's in our heart. But he loves you today. Do you love him? And when I mess up, when I say the things I shouldn't say, and when I wind up doing the things I shouldn't do, I immediately say, Lord, you know my heart. You know my heart. I would never deliberately hurt anybody with word or deed or any other of God's creatures. Don't y'all feel that way? But sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we fall short. And don't say we don't, because we do, right? We all do. So that's where we begin our journey in following the Good Shepherd is admitting that we're like the sheep. We don't know how to go or come. And so we just simply follow the shepherd and we won't be lost anymore. I have this little story I'm going to give you and then we're going to turn the order of our service before we close. And I've shared this with you, but some of you haven't heard it here, and some of you in the virtual congregation has not heard it. But years ago, I lived in South Florida, in Miami-Dade County. That's almost as far as you can go in Miami. And uh, we drove in the wintertime up to north of Tampa, Florida, to a camp meeting, a winter camp meeting. Spent the week there preaching and worshiping and just having a good revival. And riding back home, I was with another couple of pastors, and the pastor who was driving and his wife was sitting in the front seat, another pastor myself sitting in the back seat, and we left the camp meeting and we're driving back, and how many of you know when you're in the back seat, you don't necessarily pay attention to where you're going? <laughs> and sometimes we're in the front seat driving, we're guilty of doing that too, aren't we? Anybody ever get lost? We were driving along on the interstate, making, you know, pretty good. And I hear the pastor's wife say, honey, uh, I don't recognize any of this. Are you sure we're going the right way? He said, honey, it's all right. Said, we've been lost for about 20 minutes, but said we was making such good time. I just hated to turn around. That happens in life. Sometimes, like the prodigal son, we think we're making pretty good time, right? And all of a sudden, bump, we hit the dead end and we realize we messed up. We need Jesus. Every hour of every day, we need him. How we love Jesus, how he loves us, how we need him in our lives. Now, I need, um, let me see, just um, who, who will help me here today? Waylon, will you help me here today? We're going to have Holy Communion. I'm going to take one out for 
Miss D and myself. I want you to just go around and make sure everybody here gets one of these little cups, okay? In the Methodist Church, we always observe open table communion, which means this table is not a Methodist table. This is not Pastor Will's table, and it's not a Shades of Grace table. This is God's table, and God makes the invitation, right? On the table, God says, in remembrance of me. So this is for everybody. Don't ever feel like you're so far away that you can't take communion because I can't think of a better place to be in life than feeling away from God to be able to be drawn near to God. And we're going to go through a prayer of confession and pardon here in just a moment. Miss D, I think I'm opening mine on my own today. I'm making progress. At least I got part of it open. But I'm going to let you finish it. Okay. Y'all notice I shake a lot, right? I, I have this trembling, and I have all kinds of medical people on Facebook texting me, oh, let's see, I believe you have Parkinson's, I think you have multiple, I mean, people are always diagnosing my problems on, uh, on Facebook, and of course, you know, everything on Facebook is real, right? It has to be. But anyway, if you shake, that's all right. We'll be okay. We'll get through this. Thank you. But everybody is invited to, now, if you didn't get a cup, raise your hand. If you did not get one, make sure. Everybody's, what, did Jimmy get one up there? Okay, everybody got a cup. All right, did you get one? Thank you, okay. Thank you, Waylon. Let me just go over a couple of things here, and then we're going to receive this. But we're going to do a prayer of confession and pardon, and I'm just going to read this. But this, I pray that when I finish this, if you're in agreement with this prayer, you say amen, okay? But let me read it. Merciful God, I confess that I've not loved you with my whole heart. I've failed to be an obedient church. I have not done your will. I have broken your law. I have rebelled against your love. I have not loved my neighbor, and I've not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive me, I pray. Free me for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, my Lord. If you believe that and agree with that, will you say amen? amen? And the good news today for all of us is this. Christ died for us while every one of us was sinners. That proves God's love toward us. God will never do anything else to prove God's love for us. God has already proved God's love. It's already been done. If you're looking for another sign... It won't be given. He already has given the sign of his love. And a token of his love is Holy Communion. He said, as often as you do this, you do remember me. So today, as we think about that night when Jesus took the bread, the last time we would ever meet with him, and remember Judas was there. Judas had not yet betrayed him, but Jesus still invited Judas to the table knowing what was in his heart. And God invites you today knowing what is your heart. And the Bible says he took the bread, he blessed it and he broke it and he said, eat this every one of you for this is my body for you. Remember Jesus said, I am the living bread, the bread from heaven. Eat of this bread, you'll never hunger again. And then we have the cup with the grape juice. We in the Methodist Church use grape juice. That's one thing we do uh, because early on they understood that there are many people who are in the process of recovery or addictions and we do not use alcoholic wine because there are those often among us who that would create a great temptation and maybe cause more of a hindrance to them than a help. So we use grape juice. And today, remember the grape has to be crushed and broken and smashed in order to be given as juice. And Jesus was crucified. He died on the cross for us. This is my blood given for you.
Thanks be to God. And I hope that you feel a closeness to the Lord and that you feel less lost today by the words that I've spoken, by the music that we have heard, by the prayers that have been lifted up, and by the receiving of Holy Communion, recognizing that this is God's gift for us. We do this because we love Him, but we love Him simply because He first loved us. Amen. Landon, will you lead us in just a little chorus of something there as we prepare to close? Son, I wandered in darkness. Listen to the words. I traded my life for a worldly good time. No peace in my heart I ever could find. And I got so the swine so I believe I'll go servant for thee sing it if you know it like the prodigal son I wandered from Jesus but the good shepherd saw through the heat and the cold through the heat and the cold left the ninety and nine he lived in his fold to find this lost sheep, to find this lost sheep that was hungry, I was and, hungry cold. and cold. So I, I believe I'll go home and eat with the Father. The table is spread; they're waiting for me. I can see the Father. servant for thee. Amen. Oh, what a wonderful way to wind up a, a wonderful time of worship today. Landon always just knows what to, you know, always know what to do. I believe it was the shirt today. He's got a new Hawaiian shirt. I, if we're not careful, he's going to have a whole wardrobe of Hawaiian shirts starting a trend here, okay? But we appreciate all of you. We love you. Pray that God's peace will be upon you. The love of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Until we meet again, remember next Saturday morning, 1030, come and be with us. Come and worship. Invite a friend. Let's have church together. Go in peace in the name of Jesus.